0: Welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How's it going? Good. I feel like we're back on the train. We are. We should be pretty uh, routine from now on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got serial killer September coming next month. Nope. I know. The month after. September is when oh, it's yeah. coming. Oh yeah, because this is this is the last I'm July joking. episode. I was thinking we were in August yep. too. We'll see. So. Our brains are not here today, no. yesterday, tomorrow. Like no. we are struggling. I pretty much just told Beth that I didn't care about the podcast like five minutes ago. So yeah, <laughs> that's how she doesn't I'm mean like. it. No, I do. I don't truly. This moment, I do, <laughs> but I really don't mean it because. I well, just because there's so much so much going on right now that I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. I get it. I understand. We're winding down on summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids are getting back in a routine for school. Mine are at least. Mine go back next week. Oh gosh, mine go back so, on August 21st.
1: Yeah. So oh no, 7th. August
0: 7th. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so we're happy to be here. Happy Monday to all of you folks. We hope you guys are still having a great summer. Mm-hmm. Um, your Patreon, the pool. right? Sorry, oh, you know, I didn't Patreon. To talk to you. <laughs> yeah, it's where I was going, even okay. Um, Mimi, Mimi Lee. Hey, thank Mimi. you so much for joining our closet over there. Um, mm-hmm. we're actually getting ready to record an episode for Patreon for August. Yes. So, and it's something. So. Mm-hmm see how you guys like it so if you're interested of good in hearing it's true they're all good. Yeah. yeah um yeah so there's that so what's up um the only thing I have honestly is that I um listened to a podcast last week and like totally binged it I think it was last week anyway called Scamanda and it's yeah. Fairly okay. new. Cause I want to say the last episode, I don't know if they dropped them all or if it was like weekly, but it, the last episode dropped like June, 2023. So it's a, it's a newer one and it's about a girl or a lady, whatever, a woman, <laughs> she pretended to have cancer and like scammed people out of like, and was like blogging about it and video blogging about it. What is that called? Vlogging? Vlogging. Um, yeah. And it was like, when blog when blogs were a thing so yeah. it was several years ago that this happened but like that's was like social media kind of like more than social media is now. so anyway but and that's she, really gross and she was just doing it for attention yes yes and people oh. think that she would keep going like she if when she gets out of jail because she is in jail um like that she would just keep doing stuff like that like it that's how like warped her mind is anyway and it is it's it's fascinating the story because um, they have like access to all the blogs and stuff. The people who did it um, did the podcast, and it was very well done. I really, I'm on the bonus episodes because there's a ton of bonus ones um, hmm. afterwards. But the whole thing is, it's just really interesting. I really like a good like fraud scam story every now and then. Yeah,
1: so, like Anna this, Delvey
0: yeah yeah exactly and this is Mm one so it's a good one so I suggest you listen to it and it's a good road trip one for sure (laughs) making me so mad oh I know I was saying like oh you just can't do that Amanda's command no I know I literally went up to Emery like when I was in the middle of watching it and I was like Emery, I this is making me sick to my stomach think about all those people who actually had cancer and like what and he was like oh like you (laughs) exactly well yeah but like i wasn't trying to raise money or anything but like some people are trying to actually raise money and this is why people want to donate to stuff like this like gofundmes and whatever Mm -hmm. because it's like you got people like this out there that millions getting millions from people and they're not actually sick you know and so she really did get money like that that well so i I don't want to spoiler it but that's what she went down for is wire fraud because once you like Get money for something that's not real, that you're lying about, that's fraud. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, like, cause lying about having cancer isn't against the law <laughs> itself, you know, like, yeah. but anyways, well, the things. This sh- is all very relevant to, to the Patreon in August also. Oh so like, yeah. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, but yeah, what I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. So it's not the same story, but it's another no. fraudish. <laughs> yeah. Scammy type thing. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's a good one. I highly yeah, recommend I'm listening gonna... to it. Um, And I'm, I actually have another one that I might be, I, we're going to listen on our next road trip, which is today. Okay. <laughs> so I'll let you know if that one's any good. I have one tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to put that on my list too. All right. Well, that's all I have then. I'm excited. I really am going to listen to that. I like yeah. a good scam. It's good. It's different from the norm, you know, because, like, clearly, like, we love listening to the murder stuff, too, but Mm -hmm. it's just a different break from that and, like, oh, who killed who and whatever. This is, like, all the – I mean, the things that she said she did and, like, people were trying to verify, like, it was, like, what? Anyway. And that's what, like, some of the bonus things are. Like, how did she do that? Like, how did she take those pictures and it looked like she was in a hospital room? Or, you know, like – and so they start answering some of those questions. So, anyway, it's crazy. So – so listen to it. And okay. also, I have a murder now. Oh, good. Let me get, I'm just drinking my mushroom coffee over here at the edge of my seat. Ugh, it's mushroom good. Coffee. Mushroom coffee is good. No, I've tried it. I've tried the sleepy one too. But. Oh. Yeah. The sleepy one's good. We got it for Christmas from one of our neighbors. Mine is good.
1: <laughs> hmm I yeah, get them. the
0: Rise brand. I don't know. I don't know anything about yeah. them, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be harder. All, right. All right, here we go. Okay. So this week's case was sent to us by Kim on Thank YouTube. Kim. Oh, hello Kim on YouTube. I feel like we've had a couple of YouTubers mm-hmm. lately that have Yeah, sent our in YouTube is growing a little bit over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Nice I like it. I like it. There is not a ton of background information on the people involved in this case, so I kind of pieced together what information that I could find in various sources, but still not a lot. So, this is the case of Shanti Trones. Okay, never heard of it. No, I hadn't either. Honestly, it's and it's actually a little bit more recent than some of ours, Um, but it's it's Florida. (laughs) <laughs> oh so, florida yeah. what are we yes. gonna do there today yeah well you'll find out so. okay so shanti matani was born around 1980 she went to the university of central florida which is in orlando florida okay if you didn't know that yes like i said we're going to crazy florida shanti got married to james cooper and the two had a son together in the year 2000 who was named jackson Oh, I love that name. (laughs) I know. Shanti was a dedicated mom and a hard worker. And for some reason, unclear, the marriage between Shanti and James did not last. And they divorced in October of 2012. Okay. They shared custody of their son, Jackson. Again, the details of the divorce and custody agreement are unknown. It is Florida, and so I did go to gonna ask you court records, but those are all not public knowledge because well, probably involve really? a child. So okay. I'm guessing because like everything was like labeled, like they put a different well for this county. it's specifically color for files that you can open, and it's like this one blue is public, orange not public. You have to have an account, which I tried to get, but. You have to have a notary signed and sent to them. And so, anyway. and you know, I don't know if people know this or not. We talk about Florida and how it's all crazy. Florida has the Public of Information Act. Mm-hmm. Is it the only thing that has freedom of information? Okay. So mm-hmm. you can really, everything is public knowledge there. So mm-hmm. I don't think that it is, is that Florida is crazier than anything else. I think it's just, we can get the crazy. Like yeah, we have you can get more access, access to the mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. I just want to say that. That's like a Florida thing, which honestly, like, I don't know. I don't kind of mind. Like, no, it's nice to have access to it. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. it does make them look a little Looney Tune down there because we know it all, (laughs) or right? it all. Yeah. So okay, okay. So in 2013, Shanti started her own company called Processing Improvement Solutions LLC, which I have seen listed as a consulting firm and a financial software business online. Cool. She was a hardworking mom who was trying to provide a good life for her and her son. And in April of 2013, she met a man on Match.com. Oh, Match.com. No. Is that still happening with Mm -hmm. all of the like free apps now? Do people pay? Oh, there's free apps? (laughs) Uh, Yes, Tinder. Hitch, oh. Bumble, all of those are free. Oh, I didn't know they were free. I thought Aren't like- Are they? Do you have to pay for mm, Tinder? I mean, I don't know for sure, but I feel like one of those that you mentioned, I had a friend go on and you can you can sign up, but you can't see certain things unless you pay. Really? I think. I could be wrong. Guys, write us. So, I mean, clearly we're not trying to get on any of these sites, so we don't know for sure. But Right anyway okay so she meets david Tronas. Tronas? i think that's how you say that um, okay on match.com david was living in minnesota so they started a long distance relationship through the app then kind of migrated through text or emails and text or whatever mm-hmm. um but she seemed to be smitten by david and enjoyed their conversations that they had a little bit about david he was born in june of 1968 so he's bit older than her what she I was mean, 1980 you said around because okay. i'm not entirely sure but around years. Years. yeah so it's okay it's not bad yeah he was raised by a single mom beverly david had gotten married in 1999 to a woman named carol and around 2012 so about the same time as shanti also went through a divorce so i'm sure that's something that they bonded over mm-hmm. at match.com so a few months into talking to Shanti, David decided he was going to move to Orlando to be with her, which seems wow. a little quick, but I'm sorry, I'd be getting the heck out of Minnesota too, so. I don't know. <laughs> it is my, cold there. My personal preference. Um, it's unclear as to where he lived and I was kind of under the impression that they lived separately at first until 2015. Literally, my next statement is which makes sense because she has a child, and you mm-hmm. know, typically, if she's that kind of doting mom, she's going to introduce him, you know, a little bit at a time and not just move in with some guy that she just met on match.com. So, right. She sounds great. Yes, she does. So everything I have read about her, she sounds like she's just a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In 2015, David found a house, the house of his dreams, actually. Okay. Just south of downtown Orlando in a co- place called Delaney Park. It was a nice area, and the house he had found was 4,400 square foot. Oh, that's home with, Yeah. Four bedrooms and five bathrooms. Do you know, this isn't, like, um that bad, but I always wonder, like, why are there more bathrooms than bedrooms? I don't understand. yeah i don't know well because they're like half baths and all that which i yes but i always like it's more the ones that are like oh we have eight bedrooms 16 bathrooms yeah (laughs) you pee more than you sleep when you get into like bigger mansions, all of a sudden the bathroom ratio to bedrooms goes up for some. You reason. know why? Because people don't want to walk far when they have to go. When you gotta go, you gotta go. It's true, and it could also be if you own that kind of house, you're entertaining a lot, and so like yeah. you just have to have bathrooms positioned for you. Yeah, for people. Do you to have more it. bathrooms than bedrooms.
1: <laughs> I no, I was just trying now. to think.
0: I <laughs> know. I just counted. One, in two, my three, head too. <laughs> two, three, four. No, I have less. I have less also. <laughs> yeah. I have so. one, two, three, four bedrooms, five-ish, but technically four, and then one, two, three bathrooms. So that's where I'm okay. that's where I, that's what I, that's what level I'm rolling at here. <laughs> yeah. So we have four bedrooms upstairs where we all sleep and the kids share one bathroom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we have one. Then we have a half bath on our main floor. Yeah. And then a full down in, here in where the in the basement where yeah. you'll be staying okay <laughs> <laughs> so anyway okay sorry that was a total tangent but mm-hmm. made me think of it okay it had an in-law suite oh nice a.k.a. garage apartment i think okay the, garage. <clears throat> the beautiful pool in the backyard it even had its own gargoyles outside of oh the i used to live in a house with gargoyles oh did you When I was in college, I loved them. They were so witchy. Well, so I'm not like really into gargoyles, gargoyles, but it doesn't mean that I don't think they're cool when I see them. Yeah, they're neat. like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I would always, every time I would walk, so I walked, this was when I was in college and I walked to school Mm -hmm. and I would always walk in and be like, hey boys. (laughs) (laughs) Did you name, you didn't name them? No, I should have. You should have like Dean and I don't know how many there were, but. Dean. <laughs> okay, I don't know why do This way. is like ancient city over here today. I know. Sorry. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So David bought the house for six hundred and seven thousand dollars using cash. Wow. Yeah. Not entirely clear where he got his money. I was just from. gonna say where's David? Hi, Roland. It's so weird that there's like not a whole lot of information out there about like backgrounds and stuff All like right. that. Fair enough. Clearly, I don't know what. Shanti did until she started her business in two thousand thirteen. Was that mm-hmm. or twelve or whenever she started? Anyway, thirteen. Okay. Um. So, people have said in because I watched the forty eight hours that he's very smart and personable, which helped him become a successful businessman. But I have not been able to find out what kind of business he was in. Okay, no what I looked. At. He also apparently had told Shanti that he had inherited four to six million dollars from his father when he passed. Woo-hoo. I don't know that that was true. Oh. Oh, oh he was just telling her that. Oh, okay. what was stated. Mm-hmm. Shanti and David moved into the home, but the layout was kind of awkward and it had some like older decor. So they just start, started to renovate the house pretty soon after buying it. Mm-hmm. Also, one other thing to mention at this point, David had bought the house and put it in a trust that he and his mother had set up in 2014 under the name Beautiful Orlando Property, LLC. get doke. Okay. So this trust was just in their names. And basically, if anything happened to either of them, the other would get 100% of the property. So him and his okay. mom. Which makes sense. Like, he moved to Orlando. He bought the house. Then- hmm. Shanti and him moved in, but I was kind of, I don't know about you. I'm clueless when it comes to things like this with trust. Like, yes, I know the word I know trust funds, but I've never like looked into why would you put your house in a trust? Do you know? Well, I think so that nobody else can claim ownership. Yeah. Because if it's in a trust and you, so like here in North Carolina, If my husband and I were to separate, I would be entitled to 50% of everything because that's how the law reads. Right. Mm -hmm. Unless it's in a trust. Right. In which case, anything in that trust is protected by the ownership of the trustees. Yes. You are 100% correct. Basically, depending on the state, whether you have a will or not, if you have a will, it still goes through probate no matter what. Right. And that can take a long time. Anything in a trust is separate and does not go through probate. So it's just automatically like, okay, this person gets it. So, and it's protected by the state's laws of whatever that state says when you die, if you're married or not or whatever. So right. anyway, which makes sense, but it just, I was like, well, why would you, I, I mean, I get it. It's a little bit harder to, not harder, but a little hard to have a house and a trust if you plan on refinancing. That's what I was reading. Like Oh, if you're going to refinance, you can't do it as quickly. Like, so he basically anyway, so. Right. So he paid cash. So it didn't matter. But if you like if we were to do that and say we're going to put the trust in the kids names, whatever. So that no matter what, they get this house. We have a mortgage. So if we ever wanted to refinance, apparently it's very hard. So they hmm. on most of the websites that I looked at, it, it's like if you're going to do that sometime in the future, do it before you put it in the trust, because mm-hmm. I guess it's harder to do after. Anyway, so. Good on you that you knew that, but I did not know that that was like the reason (laughs) to do it. So anyway, Shanti and David married in February of 2017. Okay. The renovations had been going on for basically two years and Shanti appeared to be bankrolling it based on bank records that were found. Okay. David did not appear to be working basically between 2015 and 18, I think, or 14 and 18. Hmm. There's like no record of him having a job. All right. I couldn't find a record of job anywhere ever, so whatever. Hmm. He would say that he was overseeing the work, taking care of the pool, possibly even doing some of the work on the house himself. The entire house ended up being gutted and it was uninhabitable. So they had to move into that apartment above the garage. Yeah. And Shanti also had to work from that apartment over the garage because it was a home business that she had started. So, according to friends, Shanti had started insisting that she get added to the trust or to get some sort of ownership stake in the house. Arguably. Well, it makes sense if she's bankrolling the renovations. Exactly. You've bought the house, but now I've put over $200,000, according to everything I saw, into renovating it. So, I should have some sort of ownership so that when this is sold, I would recoup my money. I was just going to say profit off if it ever sold. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So totally understandable that she's like, Oh, we're married now. I've been bankrolling this for a couple of years. Right. Give me some ownership. And I don't know what she was asking. If she was asking for 50% or just like, I have no idea what she was asking. She just wanted some sort of type of ownership into it. So the job was proving to be a lot, the renovations. So David contacts a builder who had worked on the show zombie house flipping. Have you heard of this show? No. No. I had never, ever, i and I watch house flipping shows. I yeah. had never heard of zombie house flipping. But anyway, huh. apparently they take horrific renovations over for people and do a show about it. So like stuff that's turned into like, okay, this is way more than we thought it was okay. going to be. So he contacts a builder that works on that show to come out to the house. So when the builder comes out, they realize that the only thing holding this house up with their two inches of stucco from the outside because they had literally taken all like all the walls out everything all the supporting everything out of this house that's how like gutted they did it okay which i don't know why you would do that and who would even approve something like that if it's a supporting wall well maybe they didn't know what they were doing sounds like it i guess i don't know but anyways. So, they had to frame out the inside and deem it, like, safe to work in, and then they negotiated being on the show to, to finish the renovations. All right. So, in April of 2018, they were set to start filming in May of that year. Okay. There were a few things to iron out, one of which being Shanti and David had to prove that they had the estimated funds to complete the re- renovations. So, this show will do it, but they're not bankrolling it. So, you hmm. still have to bankroll so That's what's the point of the show? I don't know. I guess that you just bring in and it gets done as opposed to they've been living oh. in this for two to three years now. <laughs> okay. Like it's going to get done in weeks, say, you know, because okay. they're doing it. Okay. Okay. So they had contacted David and Shanti numerous times and wouldn't hear back. And then finally they get to meet with them about mid-April and get them to provide this information. And David and Shanti agreed, okay, we'll agree to all these guidelines and we'll get you the proof of funds soon. About a week later, on April 24th, 2018, David goes out for a walk in the morning and comes back, works around the house for a little bit, then takes the dogs out for a walk to the park. And when he comes home, he hears water running in the bathtub and he walks in and he finds Shanti unresponsive in her pajamas in the tub of water. This is like around a little bit before four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay. And clearly not like uncommon for her to not be home because she works from home. So, yeah, but four o'clock in your PJs is kind of right. So he calls nine one one within minutes, saying he needs help, and then he found his wife unresponsive in the bathtub. Looks like he's he states looks like he's she slipped and fallen and then drowned in the in the tub. Oh. The nine one one operator asks him and like t- attempts to walk him through life saving measures, but he mm-hmm. kind of doesn't. He not I, I want to say refuses because that's the word that was used in something that. I watched, but basically he's like, I, I already did that. I pulled her out of the tub and I already tried it. So I'm not going to do it again. Like it's not working. So so she wasn't alive or was she alive? Oh, no. No. So he, according to him, he stated that he here, use do these life-saving measures. He's like, well, I already pulled her out and tried to do that and it didn't work. So I think you need to just come. So police arrive at the scene and confirm that Shanti is deceased. They start to look around the apartment and talk with David, who tells him the same thing he told 911 operators. They don't, they do take David to the station to have further conversations, and he's there for 14 hours. Okay. Can you, can you imagine? Like, no. In my head, I'm thinking you're there that long, like they clearly kept you for a reason. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you were truly the person of somebody that an accident just happened, ask you questions, get your story, let you go so you can handle things. So I feel like- well, Especially, were, and there's a child involved too. Like she's got a son, she's, you know, like he needs- Yeah, uh, it's weird. Okay. Yeah. It just it just seemed like a, a really long time to me. So police had found a bit of blood on some sheets and on the bed frame. So they were just questioning David about that. And he, is so stupid, he said it was blood from her period. You know what? Had, gotten have heard this over. before. It doesn't get on a bed frame, okay? We are not that right sheets. Like yes, fine. You leak at night, sure, oh. sure, <laughs> like, or don't know it's coming. It starts in right. the middle of the night, something like that. I, I, I wrote, I am like, I've not had a period in twenty years, people, but when I did get it, I did not get it all over my bed frame for no reason at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, can they test to see if it's menstrual blood versus like? I wonder if there there has to be some kind of like that's interesting for that. Do you think that's different? I don't know. I I mean, it clearly contains different things because you. I don't want to get into that. Me, I don't want to get into it. But there's different stuff involved in that. Yeah. (laughs) So you'd think that there would be evidence of something else in there, anyway. Yeah. But this wasn't like a lot. It was just like stains of blood. Okay. When you see the pictures, so. Okay, so the police questioned David. The police that were questioning him were very nice for the first eight hours. And by the way, I don't know why I had to point this out, but it was two women investigators that were talking to him. All right. right. Super nice. Kind of somewhat of good cop, bad cop-ish kind of vibe, but they were were pretty much nice. But then they started to get aggressive after that eight-hour mark with him. Right. Because when police had arrived at the scene, David had... Them the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, she slipped and fell in the shower, drowned in the bathtub, blah, blah, blah. He had apparently taken her out and tried to perform CPR, like I mentioned earlier. Well, police at the scene had an issue with this story because, had this had been what had happened, Shanti would have been soaking wet. The mattress pad that he said he put her on to perform CPR would have been wet. The bathtub would have been wet. Yeah nothing was wet the bathtub was bone dry the mattress pad was bone dry shanti was slightly damp but not nearly what you would be if you had just been pulled out of a you know half full bathtub bathtub was dry 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 completely dry like it he drained it well, n- not even like he drained it because even then it stays like, you know, sure, there's still sure. some wetness. No, it was bone dry. Like there had not wow. been water in it for however long. So, yeah. Okay, David. Yeah. So this is why they're keeping him for 14 hours because they're like, mm, I'm not really sure about your story. Okay. So they started asking him about this and he basically was like, I don't have an ex- explanation for you. I'm Stick to what I'm telling you. This is what happened. I found her. I pulled her out. Then he started stating, well, maybe somebody came in and robbed the place and hurt her in the process. Oh, really? Oh my yeah. God. Was it robbed? Well, there was $5,000 missing and her engagement ring that was supposedly worth $15,000 that was missing. Okay. So some stuff, but I mean, there really wasn't that much there. Clearly the house was completely gutted. And so mm-hmm. whatever they had was their clothes and- right there in that garage apartment Mm -hmm. so he cried several times throughout this interrogation and the officers even mentioned to him at some point (laughs) there's bits and pieces of it on that 48 hours and they were like you are fake crying in this room for six to seven hours not one actual tear has fallen from your eyes and if you loved her as much as you say you do You would be crying, Mm -hmm. which I know we've all like had that or we've we've had that conversation in the past of like, well, we don't really know how someone grieves. So we can't really judge them on or like what we would do in a traumatic situation like that. Right. Although for some reason, I feel like the fact that he was like, I don't know, attempting to cry and nothing was actually coming out, not that he wasn't crying at all you know and had no emotion about it it was like he has was trying to force something that wasn't coming i guess i don't know anyway okay so after hours of all of this he agreed to take a polygraph but it was so late that they couldn't find anybody to administer it so they had to let him go because they didn't really have any evidence to support holding him they didn't And he had his no story. attorney at this point No he was there the entire okay. 14 hours with no attorney okay and they didn't have, they didn't have any evidence to support this. They just didn't believe him. So they were like, well, we've got to let you go. And then we'll just keep looking into it. So they started investigating the possibility that someone else, because they're like, well, he brought this up. Let's look into it. Can somebody else have come into the apartment and done this? They investigated her ex-husband, James, because it was noted that it wasn't an easy divorce. Even though I don't know all the details, that's one thing that was said. <clears throat> but. He was cleared really quickly because he had an alibi. Mm -hmm. They investigated a homeless man that had been seen near the area and even tracked him down because apparently he looked like Woody Harrelson. So they just looked for this homeless guy that looked like Woody Harrelson. And they questioned him, but ultimately concluded that he had not broken into the house. So investigators had also brought up that Shanti had one earring in her ear at the time that they got there. Mm -hmm. The other was on the nightstand next to the bed. With her phone. And her phone had not been used since 11 p.m. the night before. Okay. So this caused them to think that she had been sitting there. Cool. Let me take my earrings out. Yeah. My phone down by the nightstand. I'm getting ready for bed. And she was attacked the night before. Yeah. Because there's blood on the bed frame. Exactly. So as they investigated... David, they had learned that Shanti had been insisting on some of the ownership on the property and that he had told her he had done it, but really hadn't. And I did see the paperwork drawn up adding her in, but none of it was signed All right. in, in the court documents because there was some court documents that I could access on okay. this criminal case. So they also learned that he was a member of the club Orlando which is a private men's club referred to in articles as a bathhouse. So okay. he, what, what's that? A bathhouse? So basically like has um, saunas, steam rooms, pool, workout equipment, but it's only for men. And right. um, according to the articles, basically he had been seen having sex with other men. In this place. Oh, okay. 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 And receipts had been found to where he had renewed his membership there, like multiple times for six months at a time. And as I said, someone had come forward saying that they had seen him having sex with other men. He had visited that place 78 times between 2016 and 2018, including the day after his wedding and just 13 days before Shanti's death. All right. So, of course, they're going to well,
1: so maybe these this bathhouses
0: was... have a reputation, yes, okay. according to the way, the way the articles talk about them, I don't know personally about sure that. <laughs> well because but the way from the friends. articles and the forty eight hours talks about it, it's kind of like this is what it's known for, okay, in a sense um which is fine, sure you know that if that's your lifestyle, that is totally fine. no problems, but when you're talking about a murder investigation of your wife and this is what you are doing on the side, it's kind of like, hmm. Well, we have Shanti- to look at the whole person. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Let's see. I'm sorry. I lost my place. The theory is that Shanti found out about this. Mm-hmm. The visits to the bathhouse. And also that the house had not been under her name and confronted him about it. And possibly even threatened to tell people about everything that had been going on and so maybe he decided to attack her at that point and just get rid of the motive it is a motive it is a motive there was also evidence that he had been sleeping in the garage where the dogs were sleeping so like she was in that apartment over the garage he was kind of like in the garage where the dogs were sleeping um so possibly there was kind of some trouble in the marriage previous to this Police police think that David attacked Shanti the night before she was found as she sat on the side of her bed, taking her earrings off, and proceeded to beat and strangle her. Then he went on the walk with the dogs, did some things around the house, and called police just before 4 p.m. the next day. When they get the autopsy report, the cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head and strangulation. Wow. Okay. So that is not a fall, honey. No. No. Could have been had we stopped it at blunt force trauma to the head. Yep. Yes. yes. There was no defensive wounds on her, which led them to believe that she was knocked out from behind. Mm. Like she was sitting on the bed and then never regained consciousness to oh, be able to fight off. That's awful. Yeah, I know. Terrible. Um. It's also stated that it was most, like, m- most likely at least 30 minutes from between the blunt force trauma and the strangulation, which always boggles my mind and amazes me that they can determine that. like <laughs> You know, and it's very, very uh, upsetting because the blunt force trauma did not kill her. You had a chance ex- to stop. Yes, exactly. You kept going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and And clearly she's not able to defend herself, you know, so it's not like she's fighting and you're like, oh, I have to keep going. You're just attacking someone who's defenseless absolutely it's really yeah and there was nothing to back up the drowning theory so there was no water in her lungs she was not okay. soaking wet when she found all of that four months after shanti's death in august of 2018 david is arrested for 1st degree murder and when they carried out the search warrant it was at david's mother's house because that's where he was staying at the time okay it, within his luggage That $15,000 engagement (gasps) was found. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, was he just. What an idiot. Like, oh, let me make it look like a robbery. And I'm sure he just spent the $5,000 because, sure, whatever. Okay. Anyway. So, this could possibly be a way of David getting them to fall for some kind of robbery scheme, like I said. So, he's arrested, bail is denied. So, he doesn't have any chance of getting out. Wow. Trial was initially scheduled for February of 2020, but COVID. We know that COVID happened, so it got postponed. And as they were gathering evidence for the trial, they had placed a camera on the house in Delaney Park to monitor, like the comings and goings. Just I don't know where they had it, but it was just kind of like facing the front yard, and they could just see who came in and went. And this is the house that they were v- renovating. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they see on camera a private investigator go in and out several times. How they knew it was a private investigator, I don't know, but whatever. They see him carrying a bag labeled evidence. Maybe this is how they know. And when they questioned his attorney about this, he admitted that they had some evidence that they had not turned over to police or prosecutors. I will say this is not his attorney now because that attorney is being brought up on charges and he has switched Yeah, that's a little illegal. Yeah. So one of the items was a bed sheet that had blood on it. Huh. And then when they asked after finding about, out about that and they were, he was like, I'm ready to turn it over to you. They were like, hey, is there anything else that you have that you haven't told us about? And so a day or so later, the attorney called and said, we've got one more thing. It was a green rope from the garage and they had taken it because David had threatened suicide and they wanted to get it out of the house. But their question was, why would the investigator take so much care to put it in an evidence bag and, like, seal it if that was the reason you're taking it? Because you don't want your client mm-hmm. to complete suicide. Yeah, we probably shouldn't label it as evidence unless it's evidence. Right. Yes. So police have both of these items now and thought that there was a chance that that rope could have been what he strangled her with. Wow. Okay. Okay. So they did more awful. I know they did test it and it had no DNA at all on it. And the issue with this is that David and his attorneys have had possession of it Mm -hmm. for how long and they could have cleaned it off all that, you know? So the other issue is, I don't know if you've picked up on it, but the chain of custody. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. That it might not be able to be used in trial because they if don't even know if fruit... it came from the house, right? Exactly. All they know is that these they have video of this guy carrying evidence bags out, and then they're mm-hmm. like, Well, this is what was in those bags. So, anyway, another thing that they had discovered was that Carol and David still had a joint bank account, which a Carol's previous wife, yeah, 1999 wife, okay, that divorced from 12, 2012. They thought strange because not many couples who divorce would leave assets unreconciled and Uh the accounts had like hundreds of thousands of dollars in it. So it wouldn't be something that you just want to kind of like, Oh yeah, me and my ex-husband, we share this money, I guess. I don't know. So, and it's unclear as to where all that money came from. So police are not fully convinced that Carol didn't have a hand in this, but it's not, I think it's unlikely, honestly, because this 48 hours when they talk to her, I don't, I don't think she would have had anything to do with it, but I don't know why they still had a joint account either. So she might have not even known about it. Uh, I don't know if there was like proof of that. Like Mm -hmm. if she was accessing it. Okay. Gotcha. I think so. They actually went to speak to her in Minnesota to ask about their marriage and she had a few health concerns throughout their marriage. So the police were curious if David was poisoning her, which was kind of like a weird thing for them to jump to. Um, in the episode, I, I, I actually almost didn't mention it, but she was like, no, all of my ailments lasted after our mm-hmm. marriage. So I don't think that that was the case. But they're kind of like skeptical of her in general. Anyway, a jailhouse informant cams, comes forward saying that he had information that had come from David. They had shared a cell at some point, and he stated that David told him that I just snapped. I blacked out before hitting her and accidentally killed her. This informant came forward after being released from jail. So it's not like he was trying to get
1: hmm. a deal
0: to get out. I just felt like that was important to mention. Okay. But he was also a sex offender. And so they're not really sure how credible he could be in general. Yeah. I just really dislike jailhouse informants just in general. Right. It's – I am – there's – you're never not going to get a side eye from me when – Yeah. No. agree Not that they're yeah. all liars, but like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, no, it is, it's, a, it's a little suspect to me, but, and when you see him on the 48 hours, you're kind of like, because mm. he says something like, well, I never used the word killed, even though that's what is stated there. He's like, I just said that he attacked her or he did something to her. So I don't know. It was really weird the way that he talked. So anyway. And they never know, they don't know what she was hit with no. as far as like a murder weapon or no, anything like not that. not seen you- anything about huh. that. So okay. it's really weird. Yeah. David has also, or David also tried to get some of the insurance money because she had a couple of policies um, to be paid out to him about a week before the arrest. So I think they're thinking that he did it for the money. Like, oh, well, you've already put a whole bunch of money in. Now we need money for the rest of the Renaults. You found out about my second life off here on the side in Orlando. And okay, so I'm just going to take your life. Yep. Yeah. Awful. So in January of 2022, two medical experts conducted a psychological examination of David, and they both determined him incompetent to stand trial. Really? Due to ongoing manifestations of the diagnosis of schizophrenia, which is the first time that this has been mentioned in this case. And there were <sighs> two of them that said this. Two of them. Huh. Okay. And they also stated that he met the criteria criteria for involuntary placement into a state mental facility under the Baker Act. You you guys have Baker Act. I don't ever know what states have like that name. Yeah. So for those of you that are not aware, you can be involuntarily sent to a mental facility through this law. If you have a mental illness, if you're unlikely to survive safely without any help, they have a history of not accepting treatment. If you were involuntarily admitted to a mental facility twice within 36 months, or if you've had one or more acts of serious violence. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, what else did this guy do? (laughs) Like, Well, I think they're saying that he's not safe to himself would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And clearly he must have had a medical diagnosis for his mental state because I think that's one of the criteria too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he had this schizophrenia diagnosis and we just all didn't know about it until this point. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. That's a really he, serious diagnosis right? I know yeah, yeah. he was then cleared for trial in June of 2022. I've tried to go through as many court documents as I can and if as you can imagine, there's just so many listed in
1: mm-hmm. there
0: because there's so much back and forth like give the prosecution this. oh we need you to prove or like we sent this to you sign for it. so there's so many mm-hmm. like lists of documents. so I went through as many as I thought looked like they were important. And from what I can tell, there was a hearing scheduled for June 26th, which of this year? 2023. 2023 okay. Which is funny because that was the day that I started researching mm-hmm. this case and was like, whoa, there was supposed to be a court yeah. mm-hmm. hearing today. Yeah. But that was canceled. Oh. And from what I can tell, the next scheduled court date for a trial is in October of 2023. So we're going to need to keep an eye on this Uh one for an update. And I will be curious to see how this goes, because I don't think that there is any physical evidence like linking him to the murder, Uh but they may have something up their sleeve that they're not disclosing to since we haven't even gone to trial. So he maintains that he hasn't killed Shanti. Uh His lawyer is confident that he's innocent and family members of Shanti's and friends are not so convinced of that. So So that was actually one of my questions that I had is, um, trouble in the marriage, right? They're not staying in the same, uh, bed. He's potentially stepping out on her, um, in secret financial issues. Did anyone know of any of that? Like, did her family know? Did their friends know? Did her, the people that she worked for or worked that worked for her, I'm sorry, um, even the people working on the house, like, did anyone know that there were issues going on? No, no. There was people who knew about her asking for ownership and him not doing it. Okay. Um. Although she, according to them, thought he had done it okay. for a while. Because he did produce these papers, I guess. Although, like I said, they weren't signed. Um. <clears throat> but there was a family member through marriage. So nobody that was like blood relative of her participated in that 48 hours episode that I mentioned earlier. But this family through marriage, family member member through marriage talked and they had said from the beginning, they were like, no, it couldn't be David. We Hmm. we thought hands down. It's not, he's so dynamic. He's nice. He's sweet. Like all the things like, she's like, I met him. He brought, went to lunch with me and he was, he was like, I'm the luckiest man alive. Look at, I have having lunch with two beautiful women. And, Well, like, she thought he was great. And Mm -hmm. then late now, she thinks he did it. But in the very beginning, when they started suspecting him, she was Mm -hmm. like, no, there's no chance that he could have done this. Yeah, people thought Ted Bundy was awesome, too. Um, Also, (laughs) just – this is just me being, like, 100% speculative, but – he had this joint account with Carol that had hundreds of thousands of dollars in it that no one knew where it was coming from. Could he have been taking the money from the renovation that Shanti was giving and putting it there? Because the house I mean, wasn't getting renovated. Yeah, he could totally could so have. Maybe yeah, he cause... was like stealing from her. That's entirely possible because I can't imagine that it would have cost over $200,000 to like literally just take everything out of the insurance. Right yeah it's like ridiculous the, what you see in the some of the pictures like what it's like literally empty i just wonder if that was not also if we're talking motive like was he stealing right and hiding it in this account that maybe carol didn't even know existed yeah, because it was did. from 20 years ago it's entirely possible that she didn't even know that they were still this joint account and he just right. kind of like kept it off and was like mm. <laughs> just funneled some money in there yeah it's really weird we'll have to see I know I'm going to have to keep an eye on this one because I want to know what, if he gets convicted or not. And I, yeah. And if not him, who I'm also really skeptical of the whole schizophrenia thing. Like, I just think, I think it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced that it's not an act for him to like get like postponements or Mm -hmm. because there was no mention of it before. Nobody had any concern about anything. Which I mean, I guess he could have been hiding it, but I feel like that's something that's really hard to hide. If yeah, that's what I was saying. That's a really yeah. serious diagnosis. Like hiding depression, hiding, um, you know. There's probably ones you can hide. I don't know that that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Severity yeah. obviously is going to play a part, but like I don't know. Is it something that can be like brought on by trauma? So like, is he saying that? Oh yeah, because it of this traumatic event. It that's absolutely can. That is a very good point. It definitely can be brought on by stress and trauma. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, very good but it's point. also
0: not called schizophrenia anymore, is it? <laughs> um Sorry, um, I'm not the one that's usually up on those terms, but I feel like somebody called us out on that recently, but I'm just Oh repeating. no, you're you're thinking of something else. It's still oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know okay. what you're thinking of. It's um I know what it is, but I can't remember. Oh, I know it. Multiple personality disorder. That one. That's not called that anymore. Called that anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, Also, just fun fact, you can tell a difference in the origin of blood. Oh. From a female. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, then shoot. Well, I just don't know how, well, I mean, I guess it depends on how much the sample is. Because when you see it, Mm -hmm. it's just like these light Mm -hmm. marks on the. But you can test for it there's mm-hmm. endometrial cells in menstrual blood that are not right. found That's- when you like cut your finger. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, like I said earlier, I wasn't going to get into it, but there's other things involved right. in that blood. So exactly. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Cool. Just a fun fact. Wow. Well, thanks for that. We'll definitely have to keep an eye on David mm-hmm. down there in the Florida. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Innocent until proven guilty. So we'll see what happens. And there are current like pending cases where, um, uh, her ex-husband is like i don't know what you call it the the person that's in charge of her estate for mm-hmm. her son so like yeah he's suing him okay. for stuff because like she, jackson's entitled to some of that money that she poured in and got nothing from you know right so he's trying she there are her son f- i know oh yeah he's like awful. what well now he's got to be 20s right Yeah. But like, can you imagine Mm -hmm. such being such a young kid and having to go through these court proceedings and this stepdad of yours, you know, like that's trauma. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks for diving in and thanks for you know, reading all the court documents. <laughs> I, know, I know how you love it They're always so dry. Like <laughs> it's half the language I don't even understand. Right. <laughs> I need somebody to decipher it for us. Yeah. Like translate Whereas them. within. Yeah, like- Why don't they just talk normal? Like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Who are you, Judges? Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, that's a good – that's really interesting case. So I'm really interested mm-hmm. to see what how it plays out and we'll have to keep track. Um, Kim, thank you very much for the suggestion mm-hmm. over there on YouTube. We uh, hope we did you proud. Um, we hope that we did all of you proud and that you guys are still enjoying our content here in the closet. We're certainly having a great summer bringing it all to you. Uh, we've got a Patreon if you want more. I know we took some breaks in July. There's a lot to binge over there. So – head on over. Give it a try. Try it for one month. It's three bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully it's worth it to you. So Uh, come find us on social media. We'll see some pictures, interact with you. And always remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet.